Sir John and Tony Show. It's the awesome John and Tony Show. It's the John and Tony Show. It's called Afternoon Gap. Is that right? It's the John and Tony Show. It's the awesome John and Tony Show. It's the John and Tony Show. It's called Afternoon Gap. Oh yeah. Hello and welcome to the 48th episode of the Afternoon Yap. I am Chunk the Punk, and with me today is my co-host and author of the book, Flu Shots Are for Suckers. It's my good pal, Tony. Tony, what's up, bud? Yap Nation! You're not. You're just going to take that. You wrote Flu Shots Are for Suckers a couple of years ago. You were a little bit angry back then. You just you just thought flu shots were for suckers. Yeah, it's, it's part of that whole vaccination thing, too. There's kind of a crossover there where it just stops sticking me with needles and injecting stuff into my body. Well, I, I took it a different way. I just figured that you wanted people to get sick. So I want everyone did, else to get sick. Yeah, so you did tons and tons of research, mm-hmm. and you, you unanimously proved that flu shots work, and they're good for people, and they're good for society. But you're like, I'm going to write a different book. I'm going to make sure that we get a whole bunch of people sick. Do you get sick every time you get a flu shot? Because your wife is a nurse, and damn it, I know what she would say if she were here. She'd say, Jock, stop drinking. And then she'd say, the flu shot doesn't actually give you the flu. She's wrong. No. I I get the flu every damn time. Every nine out of ten times you are getting the flu. 60% of the time I get the flu every time. (laughs) You are getting the flu because you got the flu before you got the shot. You're You're, getting so you're 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 in that conspiracy theory too, huh? You're getting you're getting a shot of a dead virus. Yeah, well there's a couple in there that aren't dead, is my theory. I'd love this argument because you are gonna go against every single doctor on the earth. Every single what do nurse, they know? nurse practitioner who has, you know, done They're research. They're all reading from the same damn book. Medicine and all they want to do. They're reading from the <laughs> same book. So, of course, they're going to have the same theory. I use common sense. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to cover the news of the week in video games. If you inject me with the flu, I will get the flu. Super Mario Kart games and finally a review of Super Mario Odyssey. Tony Baloney. Mm. Uh, Halloween's over. It is. Oh, can I start with how, how was your day? How's your My week day? been? Okay. How's your day been? All right. You're throwing me off here. I, it's fine. <laughs> how you want to know how my how day was yours? started? Not really. I st- I, thank you. I started <laughs> off just chipper as all hell. You know, yeah. like, you know, snapping your in fingers. in the morning, listening to music, snapping in my fingers. Oh, look up ahead. A l- looks like a little bit of traffic. I was stuck in a traffic jam for an hour and a half on 71. And you just, I've just been so angry all day long. It was until I came home, mm-hmm. saw my beautiful wife, my perfect dogs, and I got to play a little bit of Mario Kart that yeah. I calmed down. I was, no traffic in I, that game. I was, yeah, I was so mad. I, it was the first time in my entire life where I was stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. And I was like, that's it, and traffic. You, you wish you had a red shell. No, no. I was like, <laughs> you win. Like, I am not going to get to the place that I am going to. And I turned around and oh. went home. Wow. And so you quit. I waited it out for about a half an hour, and then I took a different way to get to work. It was terrible. Okay. And then once you start work late, then you're just behind. You're just completely behind all day. Yeah. So I just kept on stewing and festering and festering. Mm. But now I'm having a great day. We're okay. about to talk about Mario games. We're talking about a little bit of Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Ah, Tony, Halloween is over. It so is. So we get to go back to being lazy. And being lazy means— I think sitting in my driveway drinking beer is pretty lazy. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what you did for Halloween. Uh, yeah, trick or treat at your house was pretty soft, bud. Well, you didn't move. You sat. In no, the but I mean, I mean, you had about maybe ten kids that came that's, to your house. That's not for true. Candy. That's not true. <laughs> How many? You were. What do you think? Maybe fifty. 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 
Yeah. No, like maybe 14. No. There was 14 when I was sitting there, and that was after I went trick-or-treating with my kids. There was I, 50 kids. I saw uh, uh, I was Yoshi. My wife was Bowser. Yeah. And I saw another Yoshi. I saw another Bowser. And I kept on getting – they kept on saying, Yoshi, hey, it's Yoshi. And I was like, no, 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 it's Yoshi, Yoshi. And then That's they a- just shook their heads and kept <laughs> on just, walking. This guy's 35 years old. Just ignore him, son. Keep going. Uh, so I want to take a quiz. I want to get us into the Mario um, mindset. Mindset. Um, you're you're a Mario fan. I don't know if you're a big Mario fan, but I'm who more is of it? a Waluigi fan. Yes, big time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, every, we both grew up. Everybody with knows Mario. Sure. Everybody knows Mario. Let's see how well you know your Mario. Okay. Your Mario knowledge. Okay. okay. Which classic game did Super Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto hey. originally design? Was it A. Pong, B. Pac Man? C, Donkey Kong, or D, Donkey Dong? Mm, pretty sure it's not Donkey Dong, uh, but <laughs> because, it's, be... because it's in there twice, I'm going to go with Donkey Kong? Ding, ding, ding! All right. Uh, Donkey Dong might be the only okay punchline yes. in this whole lot. Though, uh, not surprising. <laughs> uh, what was Mario originally... What was a Mario? What was Mario originally known as? Was it A, Jumpman? B, The Italian? C, The Pipe Cleaner? Or D. Ron Jeremy. I'm surprised I actually know this, but I'm 98% sure it's Jumpman. I believe we talked about this on the app. Maybe that's how I know. Yeah, I uh, uh, from Donkey Kong. See, you learned something on this show, kids. <laughs> Educational. Uh, what level is in every version of Super Mario Kart? Is it A. Cocoa Mountains, B. Luigi Speedway, C. Rainbow Road, or D. Cleveland, Ohio? Ooh, this is gonna be a complete guess. Rainbow Road. Yes. Ding, really? Ding, ding. Man. Congratulations. That counts. In Cleveland, Ohio, they just shut access. Also, educational kids always guess C. Cleveland, Ohio. Doubt. Or Detroit. Bad cities to drive in. Bad cities to live in. I wouldn't say that. Good well, Detroit, c- I'd say that. Good cities to root for? Not for if you're a football fan. Moving along. Yeah. What was Bowser's original name? A, the Koopa King. B, Koopa Troopa. C, King Koopa. Or D, the Poopa Scoopa. I like Poopa Scoopa, but I, I'm going to go back to C, I, I, King. I feel like I've always called him King Koopa. Is it King Koopa? King Koopa. C. Ding, ding, ding. Man, I'm on fire today. Can do no wrong. What was Mario's original job? Question mark. Was it A, a doctor? B, a chef? C, a carpenter? Or D, a dad to three loving Italian stereotypes, Antonio, Vincenzo, and Doug? Hmm. Go through those again. A, a doctor. Except for the last one. <laughs> a, a doctor. B, a chef. C, a carpenter. D, a dad to love three loving Italian stereotypes. Ah, I don't want to go back to the well on C again, and doctor doesn't sound right, so whatever the other one was. Uh, a chef? Yeah. Dong, dong, dong. Dong, dong, dong. Actually, it's a carpenter. Really? I did not know that. That's three C's I in a row. I did not know that. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving along. Uh, what animal was Bowser originally? Was he A, a tiger, B, a boar, C, an ox, or D, a normal guy until Mario stole his girlfriend, Bowser, and started running his name through the dirt? His real name is Henry. Uh, boar. Dung, it is gung, actually gung. an ox. C. Okay. Should I just guess C every time? Or Maybe. Is this, okay. I, I didn't. Proofread this quiz All as right. I was making Fair it. Fair enough. Dong, dong, dong. Dong, it's dong, dong. C and ox. Can't wait for that ding, ding, ding. <clears throat> oh, why do Mario and Luigi have mustaches? 
Why do they have two full, big, furry, fluffy mustaches? Uh, A, expressions were hard to design at that time. Mm -hmm. B, they're Italian. Well, yeah. C, the developer's father had a mustache. Uh. Or D, they just moved from San Francisco. All right, I'm going to take what I know about Asians. Why did not have- not well known for facial hair? So although it's tempting to go back to see again for the fourth time in a row, I'm going to go with um, A. A, correct. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Expressions were hard to design at the time. Uh, why was Princess Peach captured in the first Super Mario game? Uh, A, Bowser was in love. Mm-hmm. B, she could undo the carnage done to the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. C, she wouldn't obey Bowser. Or mm. D, she claimed Bowser sexually harassed her in 1972, 73, and then again in 79. Topical. Mm. Is that a Harvey Weinstein reference? It, there was a lot of references. Or was that Kevin Spacey? Like, <laughs> basically every actor that we know at this point. Uh, I got to go back to the well. C. No. No, dong, dong, dong. dong, dong. dong. No, it's actually... B, she can undo the carnage done to I the I thought he was kingdom. doing the carnage of the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, it's not C, she wouldn't obey Bowser. Well, no. Well, nope. she, well she, clearly she wouldn't obey him. That's why he had to take her. Yeah, fair enough. So I feel like that. You know what? Ding, half, ding, half dong. Point. Ding, ding, dong. I'll give it B and C. Okay. Certainly not D. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, What were all the bricks supposed to be in Super Mario Brothers? A, the sins of the citizens. Jesus. Of Mushroom Kingdom. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. B, the trap citizens of Mushroom Kingdom. Also heavy. C, the amount of days Mushroom Kingdom has been taken by Bowser. Or D, the amount of people who like more than one Ben Folds 5 song. Extra points if you actually get that reference. Uh, I used to have a Ben Folds 5 CD. <laughs> you and, I, and I kind of no liked it. No one had a whole Ben Folds 5 album. <laughs> I'll tell you, I liked it. They There's... only had one song that they downloaded off Kazaa <laughs> one night because they were drunk and they no, were by themselves. I feel like if you gave me five minutes and, and we weren't uh, live on the air, I feel like I could probably come up with a couple ones. We need to have a whole whole review of uh, the discography of Ben Folds well, 5 I can't on give the next you, I can just give you the one disc that I had, and I can augur. <laughs> that one is it just the whole shrek album what didn't you have a shrek song or something i don't like know that? there was no shrek ben on there Folds five? i think there's a song called beth on there that it's that i like yeah just jamming on that piano she's a brick and she's doing there you go that, yep that's the one i got that one on there off the thing and, and i'm headed nowhere it's topical she's, she's a, a brick and i'm headed somewhere I think that's about like... Yeah, it's like about an abortion or something. Yeah, about abortion or something really It's pretty much exactly what... That song jams. I I would never own a full album, but that is a good song. There's good ones on there. Uh, Let's go back. I think we got off on a tangent. Speaking of bricks. Uh, What were all the bricks supposed to be in Super Mario Brothers? The sins of the Mushroom Kingdom people. No, dong, 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 dong. dong, dong. It's actually B, the trapped citizens of Mushroom Kingdom. Even darker. Even like in brick form and you bash them? (laughs) Like you smash them? (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't seem nice. Well, Shigeru wanted you. That's how you save them, apparently, is to they get turned into bricks and you kill them with your head. Mm. She's a brick and she's doing slowly. Uh, Who was Mario modeled after? A, Popeye. B, Jackie Gleason. C, Charlie Chaplin. Or D, what the Japanese apparently thought all Italians looked like. 
I kind of feel like D is actually the right answer. I, a? I mean, we've played punch out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, A? <laughs> yes, dong! Ding, ding, ding! Ding, ding, ding! Ding, 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 nice. ding, 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 dong. Uh, congratulations. How we did I do? More. You don't know because you weren't keeping track. Yeah, not keeping track. What does Mario break bricks with? A, his head. B, his fist. C, his nose. Or D, his left-wing political views. Uh, you know, as soon as you said that, I'm picturing the jump and his. Oh, I can see the little arm going up, and it's just right level with his head. So, I mean, the fact that the arm goes up makes me think it's got to be arm. Ding dong, ding dong. Is it his arm? Ding ding ding. Ding ding. ding. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm gonna end every single one of these like it's the end of it. All right then. Yep. But but there's more. But there's more. Uh, which character is not a Koopaling? A Lemmy. B, Roy, C, Iggy, D, Fred Savage. Uh, Roy. Uh, no. Dong, Which character is not a Koopaling? Uh, Roy. Is- Fred Savage is not a Koopaling. Well, I thought that was the point. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just am so used to the last one being a complete throwaway. You're right. Kids. Fred Savage is kids, not an this enemy is, this Super is why, Mario Brothers. This is why you read the directions carefully and don't make assumptions when you're taking If we were playing that game and Fred Savage was an, an enemy, I was like, oh, oh did, was there something in these cookies? When like, are we starting the Savage Hour pa- podcast? <laughs> I, I, I guess immediately. Let's shut this, <laughs> let's shut shut this, this down off. right now and do the Savage Hour. Uh, what character is not a Koopaling? Fred Savage Roy. was totally <laughs> Koopaling. I remember very clearly Fred Savage. Koopa what's, Troopa. <laughs> what's the name of Luigi's doppelganger? Is it A, Waluigi, done. B, Waluigi? Yes. C, Wally Luigi? Or D, Tony Baloney? The greatest Mario tennis player. Although I, I Googled it, and nobody plays Mario tennis. In the competitive world of Mario tennis sports, Waluigi's apparently sucks, but he's my go-to guy, uh, Waluigi. B, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the main Super Mario theme song? Uh, A, star theme? B, ground theme, C, Mario theme, or D, mm, theme. Crash Test Dummies? Yep. Uh, I'm going to do star theme. God, I wish you would be like really passionately be like, <laughs> C, or no, I mean D. D. And you're like, no. Uh, what was your uh, answer? Star theme, A. No, sorry. It was really? B, ground theme. Ground theme? What yeah. a terrible name for yeah, a song. Yeah, it's not very good. It must be a working title. Awful. Uh, and this is the last question. Why was Super Mario Brothers 2 such a departure from the other games? Uh, a, the writers lost a bet to the development team. B, the writers had a very short deadline. C, it was originally another game. Or D, insert tired wiener joke and or innuendo here. It was originally another game. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. You know more than I thought. It would be great if next time we do one of these, you actually keep track. So at the end, I know what my score was. You win, babe. Yeah. You win. We I, both win. I feel like I got more than half, so that's passing. It's passing. This is a pass-fail exam. Pass fail. <laughs> I passed. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some video games. Let's do it. Uh, number one. How Super- about you talk about them, and I'll just sit here and look at my phone. Fair. Fair enough. Let's do it. Fair enough. Super Mario Odyssey sold over 2 million copies during its first three days of availability. Nintendo has also revealed that SNES Classic reached 2 million units sold. Uh, we're going to talk about Super Mario Odyssey today. Oh, great. Uh, came out last Friday and it is absolutely fantastic. And it is sold. It had to have sold over 2 million copies now because this is from a couple days ago. Um, so what a milestone for them. And Nintendo has also revealed the SNES classic reached 2 million units sold, which that is 
absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I don't know. I'm still not seeing them back in stores. It was very hard for me to get mine. That, that number should be five to six million, but it was just much harder for them to get out uh, as many units as they wanted to. But it's already looking way, way better than uh, the NES Classic. All right. Um, number two. Nintendo also announced it expects Switch to outsell Wii U's lifetime total by the end of March 2018. So, uh, Nintendo is got a great console going on right now. And their last console stunk. And for a lot of people that... Wait, what was the last console? The Wii U. Oh. So, the Wii U's biggest problem was is nobody... Nobody really wanted to play with a tablet. I'll tell you what the real problem was. Nobody wanted to go into a store and say, "Can I have? Can you get me one of those Wii U's?" And he's like, "Who? Who me?" Yeah, that's so too confusing. I'll take a who me, and they're like, "What the hell is a who me?" And Wii then, U. And then everybody gets confused, and uh, never mind. Everybody never mind. says that you know. Everybody said that the marketing wasn't well. Uh, that it was very confusing to mix a Wii and a Wii U as being the same thing. But that's. I mean, look at every iPhone that's ever come out. Look at the Xbox One. And the you Xbox mean you One S and the Xbox One X. There was no confusion. It's just they they showed the console and it didn't make much sense. Uh, the, the, they only had a couple of games that they could show that was worthwhile with the tablet. What what other what other competitors were out at the same time as the Wii U? Is that that was like Xbox, right? Uh, yeah, but it was it was at the very tail end of the 360, and it was at the very tail end of the um, PlayStation 3. So what was cool was is that it was kind of the most powerful con- uh, console on the market at that time. It was a little bit uh, more powerful than both of them. Mm-hmm. So some of the uh, like third-party support games, like there was a Need for Speed game that came out that looked and fabulous, but it just consumers didn't buy it, so third-party support did not happen. And it just tanked. No uh, girl is going to say, ooh, let's go. Tell me more about your Wii U. But you dropped the, I got an Xbox 360 back home, baby. It's game time. Yeah, but it still had really good games on it. It still yeah, had Mario Kart that. 8. No, they it still had that. Donkey Kong. They it still had that. Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. It had, but it had all these really good first-party games, and then it just had absolutely nothing to play yeah. from uh from third party nobody was ever turned on by a wii u yeah, it's a dumb name yeah. and it was a dumb concept too um and we're dumb people yeah moving uh, on number three nintendo has made a point to show that switch sales haven't significantly impacted 3ds hardware numbers so far so that's pretty incredible uh the switch or no when did the the 3ds probably came out I don't know, five or six years ago, and it's still running strong. We were just talking about last week how Amazon is putting out a Super Nintendo-themed uh, Switch uh, coming up soon. They still sell for 200 bucks, um, and they still have really, really good games. However, um, they also, in this Nintendo presentation, said that I think that more people are playing the Switch in handheld mode as opposed to in docked mode. So people really like the aspect of taking it on the go. Mm-hmm. But... Nintendo has made a point to say that the Switch sales haven't significantly impacted 3DS hardware, and that's surprising because the 3DSs are 200 bucks and the Switches are 300 bucks. So, so why would you buy a 3DS instead of a Switch? Uh, probably because of the overwhelming library that they already have. So they just um, have more games. Yeah, I mean, way more games. I mean, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit smaller, and it's. It, I mean, they're even phasing out some of the 3D stuff uh, with it too. Uh, number four, Nintendo plans on continuing to create new smartphone apps, adding two to three each year. Uh, well, I mean, 
that's not very exciting. Uh, they need to prove that they've got a good one on their hands. Uh, you know, everyone thinks about Pokemon Go when they think about Nintendo, but that was just licensed by Nintendo. So they might be getting some of that folding money, but it's Niantic that's getting most of that folding money. So the Nintendo games that they've put out so far... Uh, was it Super Mario Run, which was okay? They even in this presentation said that the game is doing okay, but it still has not sold enough copies in order to be considered successful for Nintendo. But people don't want to pay for games on mobile devices. Can, it, game- can we, I want to make uh, 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 take a stand here? Okay. No more talking about mobile games. Why on this podcast? Okay. Because they're so dumb. Really? Yes. There's had to have been one or two that you have enjoyed no. in your life. No? No. I got hooked on like a South – or not a South Park, on a Jurassic Park builder, like a park builder. No. no. I mean, it's all the same thing where they want you to spend real money in order to speed up the building process. But yeah. boy, I, is it fun building your own Jurassic Park boy. In, the, in the palm of your hand. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> <coughs> Number five, <clears throat> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has exceeded 4.7 million copies sold. And the second DLC pack, The Champion's Ballad, is still coming in 2017. Uh, Nintendo of America President Reggie Phil's A. May has confirmed. So, Breath of the Wild is a runaway success. It is probably going to win uh, many Game of the Year awards. And um, the next DLC pack, which is more story-driven, is still coming in 2017, despite a huge, huge amount of games that are coming out. But people are clamoring to play it. I want to play it. Um good on them way to go guys uh number six psionics will release rocket league on the switch on november 14th the the company announced this week the game will retail for 1999 uh people have been waiting for rocket league on switch for a long time i'm not a big rocket league fan are you uh, I've never played it before. But so you no. know of it, right? I know of it. It is the soccer game that uses automobiles. Sure does. I'm sure it is super fun in multiplayer, but I, the only time I ever even gave it a chance, I think I was playing against the computer, and I was like, well, this isn't really for me. Yeah, that's probably not But it's, it's coming for. November 14th, 20 bucks. You'll be able to play a bunch of Rocket League okay. on the go with Switch. Number seven. The progression system in Star Wars Battlefront 2 is undergoing some changes following the beta, and Electronic Arts has outlined what players can expect. Epic star cards have been removed from crates, and players will need to reach a certain rank in order to craft upgraded star cards. While a few weapons will be made available in crates, the rest can only be acquired by playing the game with each lock behind specific milestones. So, they put the beta out, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And people cried out loud. They said this is ridiculous. It seems that the progression is halted by these loot boxes. Loot boxes. And people were upset. And EA responded right away. And they said, listen, listen, listen. You know, we were trying to shoehorn this stuff in. We were trying to kind of sweep it under the rug. But you guys found it. Good on you. Good on you. Um, The loot boxes will still be there. But we're going to change it a little bit so it doesn't look so microtransaction-y. I'm excited for this game. Comes out in two weeks. Um, I'm most excited at this point to be playing the campaign. I could care about this whole loot system stuff. Can we make a Star Wars game where you can be a Jedi again? Is that too much to ask? Who wants? Who really is watching Star Wars and thinking, you know what would be great? If I can be one of those mindless, uh, anonymous drones in this gigantic, huge Imperial army. Don't, st- don't people still play that, the one on PC? Isn't I that don't still know. Popular? Make me a freaking game where I can be a Jedi. Well, they they have made that game, it's and not just, for ten seconds in battle. Like it's just on PC. 
No, it, it's Knights of the Old Republic, and it's twenty years old. Well, then there, there, it had a, it has a sequel. It, I can't remember what it's called, Fine, but it, it's only about old. five or six years old. At no, this point. yes, you don't know anything yes. about video games. Ooh, Jedi, out Jedi. here. Number eight Sith. at Paris Games Week this week, Sony announced that the Shadow of the Colossus remake will come to PlayStation Four on February sixth, twenty eighteen. I believe Shadow of Colossus came out in two thousand and two. Uh, it is a beloved game that is getting a, a not a not a re-release, not a remaster, but an actual remake. Okay. So uh, people are excited for this, and they finally announced a launch window or a launch date of February sixth. Uh, number nine, Sucker Punch, the studio behind the Sly Cooper and infamous franchises, announced its newest game, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is an open-world action game set during the feudal period of Japan and will allow players to see the power of the Mongol Empire firsthand. The Mongol Empire has invaded the island of Tsushima, and players will attempt to fight back against this powerful force as one of the last surviving samurai. Um, Infamous, it was a was a beautiful game that came out during the launch of the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. They, there's, I think, I think that was Infamous 3. I believe that that was Infamous either three or four, and it was really, really fun. They do open-world games really well, um, so I'm sure that there's no release date yet for this game, but the trailer's out. It looks really, really cool, and it is in great hands. Um, Number 10, at Paris Games Week this week, Mossmouth revealed Spelunky 2. A trailer showed the original adventurer from Spelunky growing up and having a child who seems to be the protagonist of the new game, but no gameplay details were shown or revealed. All right. Lots of stuff from Paris Games Week. Okay. Uh, Spelunky 2 is being made currently. I'm excited. Number 11, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has now sold over 18 million copies, according to CH Kim, executive producer and CEO of newly formed studio PUBG Corp. Uh, good on Player Unknown. That is that is staggering. 18 million sales. And they had a, they had an interview with the, with the head guy of this and he mm-hmm. was saying, you know, I don't really want to be considered for the game of the year and uh, oh, just, so humble. Oh, so what a hum- doll. So humble. What a sweetheart he is. So, I have not played the game. Um it's coming to uh Xbox, I believe in December. I'm going to try it then. Um but 18 million sold and it's not even on consoles yet. So it's a huge success for this company. And yeah. it's still only on one map. I don't think they spent all that much to make this game. I don't think Oh, really? That, there's I, only one map. There's part? only one map. Huh. I know that they've added some new stuff in the last 6 months since it's been out in the wild, but I'm pretty sure that everybody is still just playing on one map. So there's not big all that map, much though. There's not all that much content for this game. Yeah. It is a big map, yes. Uh, number 12, Sony has revealed that 67.5 million PlayStation 4 consoles have been shipped as of September 30th this year. Uh, it's always frustrating when they give out numbers like this because that's not sold. You know, there's 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 still several million consoles that you're going to factor in that are in stores right now. It's just that – but that many has shipped. That is an absolute astounding amount minus the 4 or 5 million or 10 million or whatever that are on shelves right now. Okay. But uh, – but I guess the console's been out uh, over four years now. So, um, and it's not showing that it's not showing the um, the PS4 Pro in consideration of this too. They might. I'm not sure if they're talking about both or not. But still, 60 million consoles is a lot. It's a big number. Uh, number 13, Mass Effect Annihilation. What? <laughs> this is this. Mass Effect Annihilation, a new novel. 
oh. that expands the story of Mass Effect Andromeda will hmm. be released in the U.S., U.K., and Canada on June 26, 2018. So, a game that they have come out and said we're not supporting anymore in first per- or you know in first person content or first player or uh, single player content only in novel only form. in no- only in novel. So get ready the one the least liked. Mass Effect out of all of them, yeah, is getting some uh, literary the book love treatment. Yeah, can I ask you a question? Sure. Speaking of books, I know where this is headed. How far are you on Ready Player One? Okay, I almost downloaded it the other day. Oh, I, that's a, that's progress. I'm not gonna read it. I I, I do it's not pathetic. have the time. But I you did you wait. Let's back up. You absolutely have the time to read a. Book. I do not have the time. Yes, to read you a book. do. If I have to read time to read a book, I I I don't read, I, man. That I, what I'm asking you though, what what Yap Nation has asked you What's loud the, and clear. Why can't I just listen to it? I'll listen to it. No, I I'll want you. To I it. gave you the book. If you're not, then give me the book back because you have the book. It's here. I sold it. Do me a favor. I sold it for a dollar. Do me a favor. I'm going to go into uh, half-priced half books, books and, you and can find it on the shelf. Be like, wait a second. <laughs> to my best friend, Chuck. <laughs> There's an inscription here. <laughs> Put the book by your bedside table and just, wait, as you're laying that pretty little head down on uh, your pillow tonight, just crack the binding uh, and start reading it. And I promise you... You'll want to keep reading it. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. That's, that's the Great Gatsby. It's not quite that level, but it's a good book. It's right up your alley. Just do me a do me a solid. Start reading it. Number fourteen. The decision to close Visceral Games and refocus the studio's Star Wars project wasn't made because it was a single-player title, according to Electronic Arts Executive Vice President Patrick Suderland. He went on to note that the publisher's decision to refocus the project also isn't about needing a game that monetizes in a certain way. So, whatever. It's, it's so sad that Visceral is closed. It's so sad that this game isn't going to see the light of day. And and this guy has to just make things worse. I mean, it, if they weren't turning this game into this ridiculous droid battle, for, battle royale game so with stupid. loot boxes, then this comment would make sense. But it, it's very uh, it's very ironic. Um, and number 15. Bungie has admitted that some players of Destiny 2 on PC had been banned in error. Aha! <laughs> and has overturned those decisions. Aha! No reasoning was given for why those bans were orig- originally applied or the error that had led them to being overturned. Refer to episode 47 last week. For my criticism. Ton, they ton, banned a ton of people. Yeah. I, I, if somebody just turned the game on and they were banned, that's, that's bogus. Oh, really? You, you've you changed your tune because no, last episode, I, I seem to be the only person in this basement who had that opinion. I was saying if they're cheaters, they should be banned. No questions asked. You're right. But they hadn't cheated in that game yet. Yes. And we're still getting banned, yeah. which is bullshit. Yeah, that is that is kind of hot baloney right there. Your name's Tony Baloney, and you're the one that's talking. You the can't, most you sense. can't, like, you can't try out for the for the football team at school, and they're like, I talked to your sister yesterday, and she said you cheated at Uno <laughs> at your family card game last you're night. Banned. So you're banned from and playing look, if football. If you look at the fine print, once you're banned, you're banned forever, right. baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break for our sponsors, shall we? Fine. We'll be back.
Tony Baloney, me yeah. and you have been huge fans of everything the good people more applications do for going on a, almost a year now. Well, that's what they pay us to do. They make incredible. But even if we weren't paid, we would probably still be huge fans. Well, coming in 2018, mm-hmm. they're starting their own TV network. Wow. They, they thought to themselves, hell, if Oprah can do it, we can do it. Wow. There's going to be – I am so excited about some of the programming that what is going to be on this show. What programs have you so seen so I was far? Just, I was just flipping through the catalog uh-huh. because I get a heads up it's a paper of some of the shows that are going to be on it coming in 2018 yeah. when this bad boy goes live. Now, the first show mm-hmm. is called Cracked. Cracked. And it's kind of like – Did you ever? have you ever seen the show Chopped? Oh, the cooking show. Yes. Okay. So – People love certain different types of um, reality shows. Yeah. I know that some of my favorite reality shows are I absolutely love cooking shows. Yeah. Chopped is kind of a reality cooking show. They take folks, I think, that are amateur chefs, and they put it through a cooking show, and the best the best chef wins you know, $10,000 or something like that. Bingo. What's cracked? It, well, here, listen. And then another show that I really, really like is Intervention. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if Intervention is still on, but... I mean, boy, ah, where they have the uh, drug addicts who uh, tell their sob stories. The family comes together and then tries to convince them to go to intervention. People don't watch intervention for the actual intervention. That's why yeah. they put it all the way at the end and you can yeah. kind of skip it. They don't even show it. They just go. At the end, they just go to Yeah, they say the, the lights fade and they yeah. say he got an intervention. All that. All that boring stuff about being a productive member of society, nobody wants to see that. People watch it to watch him party. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about this old lady that doesn't have enough vodka, so she starts drinking a bunch of mouthwash, and boy, is she partying. Mm. And boy, are people enabling her. Well, the good people at More Implications, they thought, cooking. Combine the two. Drugs. Why don't we mix them together? So what they do is one whole season, Mm -hmm. they put 10 drug addicts of various Mm -hmm. partying degrees Mm -hmm. locked in a house together. Mm -hmm. They will get an intervention. So a little real world thrown in there too. Yes. But they have to win a cooking competition. Ah. And week by week, what's going to be kicking them off? Is it going to be their own partying problems? Uh Uh-huh. Or is it going to be the toasted cheese that they can't make? Yeah, or is it going to be that souffle that didn't rise? That's better, yes. Or is it going to just be that they they one stabbed another one because she needed money for meth? Right. Who knows? But at the end of it, one of them's going to get an intervention. Well, who knows? But you're going to tune in to find out. They're going to cook. They're going to party. They're going to use a little bit. And boy, they're going to have fun. Cracked. Cracked. Coming 2018. Now, you are watching, uh, you are looking through some of the programming that they're going to have on the network, too. And you saw a show that kind of piqued your interest, that kind of caught your eye. Can you tell me about it? Yeah, I was flipping through as as I was, uh, as you were telling me about this, and com- completely drawing a blank on what my show is. Now, now I got it. Now I got it. Uh, remember, you know the show American Pickers, right? Uh, yeah. So that's the show where it's it's two kind of dumpy looking guys. They go around the country finding uh, kind of like rednecks out in the middle of the boonies. They go into their barn and they give them twenty bucks for antiques that they take back and sell to their shop. Yes. So that's American Pickers. I was flipping through this one; it caught my eye immediately because I, I you know, I watch that show a lot. It's called American Diggers. Ooh, tell me about American Diggers. So it's a little different. Um, again, two dumpy guys, uh, but this time they travel to cemeteries uh, all across. The country. I mean, it sounds fascinating. Have you ever seen some of the uh, cemeteries that are in this country? They're beautiful. They're beautiful. There's a lot of history behind a them, too. A ton of history. A ton of people behind them, too, or underneath, underneath them. Underneath them. Yes. And, but they don't go too much into the history, uh, really, really at all. 
Uh, it's usually really dark um, during the show, from what I can from what I can tell. So they and do this at nighttime. They do it primarily at night. Uh, what they do on American Diggers is they find um, wealthy individuals who have uh, died and have been buried, and as the name implies, they they dig them up. I mean, no fuss. I mean, there's no problem there. Well, as long as they don't get caught, there's no problem. And what they do is they then they remove all the valuables from the body. Sure. And then instead of selling it in like an antique shop, what they do is they knock on the door of the family of the deceased, uh, and then they uh, try to sell those valuables back to the family. And how do they spin it? Do they say, listen, we go across the country, and we were at this antique store, and we found this and we looked it up, and we thought that maybe it belonged to your beloved grandpa. That's one strategy that they use. Uh-huh. Um, but tune in to see the others. It's a great show. American Diggers digging up bodies, getting the valuables, selling it right back to the family. I mean, these are already two hit shows right now. One, Cracked. Can't wait to see it. I love to watch people party, and I love to watch people cook, and now they're doing it at the same time. Number two. American Diggers. American Diggers are going to dig up dead bodies, and they're going to take all of their jewelry, and they're going to sell it back to the family members right at back. an inflated profit. I mean, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Uh, so this service is going to be $9.99 a month. You're going to have all kinds of uh, streaming it's like shows. It's like Netflix, but it is more implication shows coming soon. We are going to have tons and tons of shows. Get it in 2018. And featuring Cracked Cracked and And American American Diggers. Diggers. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. So, Tony Baloney, yes. for our second segment of the evening, yes. I want to talk about a game that is just now celebrating its 25th anniversary. That game is Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. I heard about it. Um, so this game was released on September 21st, 1992, and is the precursor, the genesis of this huge franchise that we have today. Um, the game was originally being developed as a multiplayer F-Zero game, which... That's hilarious, because it's nothing like F-Zero. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking, too. And um, Super Mario Kart is the fourth best-selling game for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, selling 8.76 million copies worldwide. Million dollars. Tony Baloney, you came over, and me and you started playing this, and the first thing you said to me is, boy, this game doesn't feel like I remember it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if in my head I was kind of conflating uh, Super or Mario Kart on the 64 with the Super Nintendo, but once I started looking at the tracks, completely remembered this game, but I think you said it best. You got to put on – you have to have a heavy prescription on your rose-colored glasses to enjoy and this game. I think I think that me and you are going to be divisive to a lot of people that hold this game in such high regards because – I felt the exact same way too. I played a bunch of this when I was a kid, but it's it's hard to go back to this if you can get your hands on Mario Kart 64 because Mario yep. Kart 64 is just fundamentally a much better racer video game. I mean, but I mean, yes, it's on it's on different hardware and the graphics are much better and the sounds are much better and all of that good news, but this is a tough game to go back to. It hurt my eyeballs trying to play it even on your gigantic beautiful new television it was it was harsh to look at <laughs> yeah I, and i felt the same way too and it's so it uses the the super nintendo used this system or scaling mode called mode 7 and it was a way for them to simulate 3d graphics 
on a 2D plane. So that is that is how they were able to recreate or actually make this game in, in to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so it has all of the the things that we like about Mario Kart. It, it it started all of the staples, including you know the items and the tracks and the characters. Yeah. But it just it feels so much different than all of them. Yeah, it feels slower. Um, it feels jankier. Um, Janky is a good word for it. I mean, janky the, is the a controls very good are word. the controls are tight. I mean, I, I feel I, like they're kind of janky. I had, I mean, I still had fun with the game. I before you came over, I think I played through every single one of the courses. Um, it, if you are a big Mario Kart fan, it's easy to come to this because it plays so similar, but it's just so different. Than all of the other ones. Uh, the characters are Super Mario Kart has eight available characters divided into statistically identical pairs of two. I did not know this. I did not assume that they had. I thought that they had some stats associated with this game, but not as deep as they actually do. Uh, the first uh, set of characters are the bros, which are Mario and Luigi. Yeah, I remember um, them. They have medium acceleration, high speed, and medium handling. Now, these are the guys that I always use. I always use Mario and Luigi, and I always have every time I played this game. Who are some of the characters that you use when you play this game? Who's your go-to person? I also always default to Mario or Luigi, and sometimes Toad. Uh, the next two characters, this is all right from the manual, by the way, too. All right. So it's kind of funny how they lump these characters in. Uh, the dragon and the lady. Who do you think those two are? Bowser and Princess Peach. Princess and Yoshi. And Yoshi! Oh, Yoshi's the uh, These dragon. two characters have very high acceleration, medium speed, and low handling. I I also used to use a lot of Yoshi when I was a kid. And I feel like Yoshi has high speed. I feel like I'm constantly getting He's, he's got high acceleration. Yeah, but I feel so like he's got he'll, top he'll, end he'll speed. He eventually will get up to a medium speed, but if you get... You know, pushed off the course, or if you fall into lava, or if you run into a wall or something, you're gonna have high acceleration to get back. Yeah, I up know to what that. acceleration is. Thank you. <laughs> Can we pull out a Webster's dictionary Thank and you. start talking Appreciate about it. acceleration? Um, and I think that's why I sucked at this game when I was a kid because I always used Yashi. He's got high acceleration. He's got bad handling. Uh, the, the the courses in this game are meant to ha- to throw you off a pit. They're yeah. meant to throw you into the lava. They're meant to hit you into another character. And you have to have really good handling skills in this game or you're just screwed. And I, when I was playing this game today, I thought to myself, I am playing this game much better than I remember. Because I remember the last time that I played this was probably in 2003 or 2004 when I was in college. And I was playing it with my buddy. And I just got smoked. But why were you playing this instead of... Mario Kart on the 64. Because people love this game. I, he had stupid. a Super Nintendo. He had the original Super Mario I'll Kart. I'll tell you what's good. On the original Mario Battle Mode is still a lot of fun on original Super Mario Kart. You say that because you were trouncing me in Battle it's Mode. It's still really, really... But I feel like really that's still really hard fun. To see. It was, I was having a real tough time just knowing... Well, that's because I was behind you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like how they show um, people that are in my rearview mirror and yep. stuff. I think that that's a neat mechanic. But, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But the one thing that always frustrated me is uh, with F-Zero, if you're playing in single player, it fills the whole screen. And in this, if you're playing in single player, it splits it into, 
you you see your view up top and then the bottom is a view of the map with all of the characters going around and you never have time to look down to see how far away characters are from you because you're too busy paying attention to the screen up top fair enough it's just it's just a small gripe like f0 well f0 didn't have any multiplayer in it either and it was built from the ground up to only be a single player racer however F-Zero is a year behind that, and I feel like F-Zero has a better presentation. I feel it has a better sense of speed. I yes. feel it has better graphics. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it is. This is. I think this is one of those games that you just had to grow up on. I'm not, I'm not trying well, to... Well, it's a, it's definitely fun. I mean, I can put myself back in that time and, and see why this was fun. I think battle mode... I'm sorry for jumping ahead. Battle mode is a lot of fun. Uh, racing a friend is is fun, but it's just it visually is so much rougher than I remember. Yeah, yeah. Even even on this SNES Classic, which is in HD, you know, and it looks crisp as all hell. It and is... nobody had a sixty inch uh, flat screen TV back then. So how the hell did anybody see anything? Uh uh-uh. Oh, I know. It's it's tough to see, and it's tough it's tough to navigate these courses. Uh, the next uh, set of two characters are the Showdown. What? Which are Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr. A uh, little known fact, or a widely known fact, this is the only time that he was called Donkey Kong Jr. In all the rest of the games and all the sequels, he was just Donkey Kong. So I'm not hmm. sure why this is his kid. But the showdown is Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr. These characters are low acceleration, but very high speed and medium handling. So I don't like characters like this. And I have tried to because I played. A lot of Mario Kart. I played a ton of Mario 64. I love Mario Kart 8. I played uh, Double Dash on GameCube. And it, it helps in the long run to, to be very, very fast. But it, it's this give and take because the low acceleration, it's so it's so frustrating when you fall into something. And Lakitu, the little Fisher guy, pulls you out. And I, mm. I still feel like I'm 11 years old. And I was watching you cuss at the screen, too. Yeah. But I'm like, go! Go! Can yeah. you not see that 10 characters are going past me right now? It's a tough one. Figure it out. It's a tough one. Uh, the small guys are Koopa and Toad, two characters that I don't think I ever have once used. I use Toad. Uh, high acceleration, low speed, and high handling. So yeah. high handling is great. That is something you definitely need for this game. But low speed, you just you're you're never gonna have a chance at the end of the game to catch up. That is that is what Mario Unless Kart. Unless you're good is. with your items. Well, that's what Mario Kart is. I mean, the items are the reason that this is not a good racing sim. It's a fun party game, but Mario Kart has never been a good racing sim because it's not real racing. Because if you are in first, you should be able to stay in first, but then they give the best items to the characters that are all the way in the back to give them a shot to come back. And so you are five, what, four or five laps in, and you get hit with a red shell from somebody really far behind, and then you don't have enough time to come back and zoom, 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 zoom. So if you don't have anybody with high acceleration, at that point you might as well just Yeah, we get it, we get it. Let's talk about battle mode. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about battle mode. I love battle mode. It's it's a lot different than battle mode in N64. Not that, not really. But it's, it's... What's the, different about it? It's much. It's very difficult to see where you're going. Well, aside from the visual aspect, I think you were. I think we only played a couple of matches, and you just were. You all you were doing was following me. And yeah, you that's were, the whole game. Is you got to get. It's like a, it's like a dog fight. You got to get behind the other plane or the other car and just stay on their that tail. Was, that was such a quick bloodbath too. I was like, oh, 
two balloons. Up, oh, one balloon. Up, oh, I'm out. Dinner time. It's really fun. <laughs> I, I just think that's a really fun mode. Battle mode is great. Uh, there's a total of 20 courses across four cups. Mario Circuit, Donut Plains, Ghost Valley, and Bowser Castle. So you have to defeat the three cups in order to open up the last cup, which is Bowser Castle. So, it, like I said, this is the, it starts... All of the things that we know about the uh, the Mario Kart games started here, and really, they've been faithful pretty much down to a T, other than the presentation um, and the way that the game kind of handles. But, I mean, I, it really, you can see the writing on the wall with this game in 1992. Um, oh, okay, I'm sorry. So, there's, yeah. um, there's Mario Circuit, Donut Plains, Ghost Valley, Bowser Castle, Chaco Island, Koopa Beach, Vanilla Road, Lake, and Rainbow Road. And Rainbow Road, as we know, has been in every single one of these games. Sure has. And it's trippy, and people love it. Uh, the modes. Uh, the mode that you're going to spend some time in is Mario Kart GP. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like we talked about, it is the campaign. It is it is actually pretty fun. You know what GP stands for? Grand Prix. Nice. I played a ton of it before you came over. Like I said, I almost unlocked all the courses. I only did it in 50cc, though. Uh-huh. Uh, it does also have 100cc. I'm not sure how, sure how hard that gets. In later iterations, I think in Mario Kart 8, they actually added 200cc. Can you unlock it if you beat 100cc? Do you unlock maybe, a 150? Maybe on 50 unlocks. I'm not sure. All hmm. I know is that there's 50 and 100. But I do know that in in all the other Mario Kart games, so it has to be true for this, is once you get up to those higher CCs, that's when the game starts getting really cheap and really unfair, and the and the fun kind of gets thrown out the window. Uh, there is uh, there's match race, which me and you played a whole bunch of, and that is just choose your level, choose your character, and just go at it. And Tony Baloney, I don't know how to I don't know how to tell you this, but I beat you. Well, you did. I beat you pretty bad. Well, what, I mean. Yeah. And after this, we're going to play a couple matches of Mario Kart 64, and we're going to see who is the real winner. Uh, There's a a time trial mode, and there's also a beat your best time, and then there's battle mode, which you know and love. Um, I give the the game a final score of an 8. Let's take a solid solid 8. Let's take a quick break. Let's play a couple matches of Mario Kart 64, and we'll come back and see how we think about that. And we are back Woo! from probably one of the most exhilarating Mario Kart races that I've ever had in my entire life. Moments of my life, I feel like. Can you set the scene for me a little bit? Uh, sure. We're in your basement. It's really dark. Kind of dingy. Uh, floor's kind of dirty. Dog hair. Don't set the scene that much. Okay, sorry. Uh, we were uh, playing Mario Kart. You selected Yoshi. No, I selected you Yoshi. Were, you were Yoshi. You selected Mario? No, I was Luigi. Luigi, of course. It's I was sticking to my guns. The medium guy. The... The medium turns, the medium acceleration, the medium speed. Boring. It wasn't working out for Straight me. Straight up at boring. First. It wasn't working out at first. I came off to a quick, quick lead. We were playing uh, what is Waluigi BMX course or whatnot. No, it was, I think it was Waluigi's um, uh, dirt 
dirt course. I don't know exactly what it's I called. I don't think Waluigi has a course in this game. He's not even in the game. No. no. Uh, Wario? Was it Wario? Wario's, Wario's dirt Wario's course. Wario's dirt BMX course. Something like that. Dude, we've raced 100 million times. That course is super long. I, I forgot about that. I love that. I think it's my favorite course. That I, course, I think it's great. It's your favorite course, and you're yeah. calling it Waluigi's dirt race I, course. It's been a decade and a half since I've played the game. Give me a break. Uh, Nailbiter. Nailbiter. We started off. I Yoshi off to a quick lead. A little trouble hitting the boxes to start off to get the items. Uh, and then I, I, dude, I think I led for a good solid lap. At least a lap. And I was like, okay, I really need to rethink this strategy because this is not working. Yeah. Because I am Luigi. I am turning well, but that doesn't matter because this is a huge open course, and you have plenty of times to plenty of time to think out your turns and what I need right now is acceleration and I need speed. So yes, I was keeping up to you, but I was like, this is bad news. Like I have three laps of this and this first lap already took, it felt like it took three minutes long. It you, we crossed the the line for the complete, the first lap and your exact words were, Oh my God. The hell? Is it only one lap? lap? Yeah. It's a long course. Uh, fast forward to lap three. Not looking good. We kind of did that back and forth, right? A little back and forth, but I clearly had a commanding, commanding lead, lead coming into the third lap. Yes. There's there's lightning bolts involved. You hit me with the lightning bolt. Uh, you zip past me. Or did you – what happened? You you tell me. What happened? I don't remember. That's why I asked you to write it down. So, All right. Here we go. Uh, you dodged multiple bananas that I was flinging yes. at you from behind. Yes. You Not dropped those bananas with precision skill. Super precision, but you avoided all of them by sheer luck. Uh, you threw a green shell. As you threw it, you meant to throw it backwards. You yeah, because I thought forwards. you could throw shells backwards You in sure this game, can, right? and as you throw it, you said, oh, great. That's definitely going to come back and hit me. Sure enough. What did it do? It, it went real far, real far, you. and it came back and hit me, and it was like one of those – like. Me and you have guns to our heads. Like, there's a lot riding on this yeah. race. All you had to do is just move a smidge left or a smidge right, but no, you kept going it, straight it, ahead. It was like a homing missile yeah. that was ba- bowing down on so me. So you bad. get you get hit, uh, and then so I zip in ahead of you. And sure, then, sure swear enough, words, swear words. Mario Kart, Mario Kart, going. The way it does it every time. If you're behind, you get the best items possible. So sure enough, you get your lightning bolt. You use it. You zip past me as I'm trying to avoid you. I don't stop you. I just zip right past you. Well, you know you did. And then I, I get, I get my green shell. Yes. Co- this is coming into the last turn. Yes. I get my green shell. I fling it at you, and I miss. Yes. But it bounces off the wall and strikes you, and we're neck and neck. You're tumbling through the air <laughs> as we're crossing the finish line, and you tumble across the finish line before I can get there. And just Luigi wins. Uh, we, we didn't even know who won. Pandemonium. You know what? And this reflects the match that we had upstairs where me and you were playing against each other. And I think it said 125, 125. Like I came in uh, like it was it was pure it pandemonium. Was, the crowd was, was going wild. It didn't make any sense. It said on the clock 125, 125. It's a clear tie. And it was given to me. And then fast forward and yeah. we're playing it on. Mario Kart 64 in the the most intense race of our lives. Exact same thing. I tumble through the finish line. They, they, they start shooting champagne at Luigi. Yeah. Yoshi, Yoshi starts crying. Yeah. Cause now his career is completely over. Yep. Going to have to go back to Yoshi Island. It is so such a fundamental difference between those four years in terms of everything in terms i mean we just played one match the one match that that we played in 64 was 
34 to 35 times more fun than the half an hour we just spent playing original Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. 34 to 35% and it, more It's fun. not fair that we or keep on crapping on this. It's not It's not fair. I mean, these are two totally different systems. These are two totally different games. Yeah, but fun is fun. But fun is fun, man. And I know that you. I know that there's deep down fun to be had with Mario Kart on Super Nintendo, but you really got to have those rose-colored glasses on. I think it's one of those games that you really had to grow up with. With Mario Kart 64... Same thing with Mario Tennis. You pop in Mario Tennis, you pop in Mario 64, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good uh, time. Mario Kart on SNES, a nice solid eight. Mario Kart oh, on 64. Nine and a half nine to ten. 9.5. Yeah. I mean, that was some of the best multiplayer madness that we've had. I am still – my heart rate is still up. You're, you're glowing. That is it for uh, Mario Kart. Um, we'll take a quick break for our sponsors, and we will be right back. Tony Baloney. Yeah. Moral Implications is such a big company that we're, they're coming out with their own TV network. It's the biggest company. Coming in 2018. But also coming in 2018 mm-hmm. is our line of new fast casual restaurants. Ooh. With the Moral Implications name and philosophy all over it. That could be good. People love fast casual. They do. People love Moral Implications. People want to see the two things married together. Now, I don't know if you know what fast casual is, but it's kind of – it's fast. It's cash. I figured. And it's good food. And it's kind of in the middle in the price range. You know, like it's like eight, nine, eight, nine bucks instead of four and five bucks. Okay. A good example is Chipotle. Okay. So the restaurant that we are coming out with is it's called Brocho's. Tell me more. It is a all you can eat nacho bar. That sounds awesome. I mean, everybody loves nachos. Nachos for breakfast, nachos for lunch, nachos for dinner, mm-hmm. nachos for leftovers. Mm. So what you do, mm-hmm. you go into a Brocho's yeah. and they say, hey, bro. Welcome to Brochos, and you high five the guy. Awesome, and you just get amped, man. Yeah, they're blaring, they're blaring uh, Mexican uh, music. No, they're blaring oh. bro music. Gotcha. Um, and so you pick so up like, your plate. We will rock you by Queen and stuff. Yes, and you start just piling on the Brochos. We're talking chips. Chips. We're talking all kinds of different meat. We're talking grade F pork. We're talking grade Q beef. We're talking yesterday's. Are you saying, are you saying great or grade F? Great. I say great. Great. Not great. Not grade great F. beef, shrimp, and pork. Load that stuff on. Load the nacho cheese on. Load the other toppings on. And the, the biggest thing is, is you can't put it back, bro. If you took too much. Mm-hmm. You get up to the end of the counter. You weigh it. Counter, it's $47. Say, hey, Welcome back to Brochos. I see that you got the, the Brochos Especial. Mm-hmm. Um, let me weigh it for you. Oh, it's a pound. That'll be eight ninety nine. And you go, oh, I wanted a little bit less. You're like, can't put it back, bro. That's our fun. That's our slogan. If you tell me I can get a pound of nachos for eight ninety nine, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, and the beef and the meat's not all that bad. Like I said, it's great. Not grade F. Not grade, grade F. I swear. <laughs> I swear right. by moral implications, it's not grade F. But it is great. But even if it were grade F, it'd still the sa- you're, be pretty you're good. You're going to be the one recouping the savings. Yeah. You're gonna, the one that's going to be recouping the fun. Yeah. We're it's, not going to pass on the expense of grade A beef to our customers. I know that we're called brochos. You know that. But it's for everybody. It's for lady bros. It's for dog bros. It's for bro bros. It's for everybody. I don't really see the what's wrong about this. It seems like it's just a straightforward, excellent business plan. And why wouldn't we want to go get a pound of nachos for nine bucks? Yes. 
I no catch. No catch whatsoever. Great Brochos. Great beef. Not grade F beef. There are no chairs inside of a brochos either. Get okay. in. Get your brochos. Get the hell High out. High five your bro. Get the hell out. Brochos coming in 2018. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. Uh, for the last segment of the night, I want to talk about Super Mario Odyssey. It was just released last Friday for the Nintendo Switch, and I am currently about six or seven hours into it, and I am absolutely loving it. It is a return to form for Mario 3D platforming games. Uh, it is beautiful in HD. It sounds great. It's got those tight Mario controls, and it just feels like a spiritual successor to Mario 64. Uh, the story this time is it follows Mario and Cappy, a spirit that possesses Mario's hat and allows him to take control of other characters and objects as they set on a journey across various worlds to save Princess Peach from his nemesis, Bowser, who plans to marry her. So at the beginning of the game, uh, Princess Peach gets kidnapped by Bowser and they are jumping around looking for different items to go along with their wedding. Where did the spirit come from? Who is it? What you is it? This, you meet this spirit that is inside of a cap named cappy is it his normal hat his normal little red mario it, it's hat? his normal more mario red hat but it's got little eyes that come out of it so that's the new game mechanic in this game so it very much plays like mario 64 you know uh tons of variety in the levels platforming mm -hmm. but it's very much a return to exploration based uh video games but this time the new mechanic in the game is mario can throw his cap and what he does is he takes control over uh, various enemies and other characters that he meets in the game, and that adds a ton of different variety to the gameplay. Okay. Um, so I throw the cap onto a character, and then now I have possessed that character, and I can control him. Yeah, and you can control him for it's it's timed. I mean, it's not indefinite, but mm -hmm. it, it helps you to solve a variety of puzzles throughout the game. So different characters can do different things, and that helps you solve different puzzles, and that helps you collect... Um, the currency along the way. So in Mario 64, you were collecting stars to progress through it. In this one, you're collecting moons. Um, this game, uh, you go across a bunch of kingdoms. Now, these kingdoms are open world stages with tons of moons to collect. I mean, that's one of the best things about this game is in Mario 64, there was, I think there was like seven or eight um, uh, stars per world. In this, there's like 20 moons per kingdom and they're spread out everywhere and mm -hmm. there's all these really fun activities to do to get them and when you find them it's always really satisfying so in in a quick you know 20 or 20 minute playthrough you might find seven or eight moons and it's just really really satisfying compared to uh the the small amount of stars that you would find in like mario 64 for example okay um it's exploration based gameplay so this is harkening back to the mario 64 days the mario sunshine days and it is kind of a departure from the last type of Mario games that we've seen recently on the Wii U, Super Mario 3D World and New Super Mario Brothers, which were a lot more uh, platforming based. Mm -hmm. um, this still has a ton of platforming, but this is more about opening your map and saying, hey, I haven't been here yet and going to that area and just exploring it and finding new moons. And these new moons open up new um, new areas for you to explore. Okay. Uh, so what you have to do is you have to collect these moons to power the Odyssey. That's why it's called Super Mario Odyssey. Is It is this hat-based flying ship that takes you from kingdom to kingdom. 
Um, as you're collecting the moons, uh, a meter will show you how many are in the area. It'll also show you how many more you need to advance to the next kingdom. Okay. Um, an awesome addition to this game is there are something called flat zones, and you'll see an area that'll look like a, like a 2D Mario painting, and you'll go into a warp pipe, and you'll be instantly transported to a 2D area. And a great thing that happens is the, the music... Um, it changes along with it where it goes from the regular music to the 8-bit rendition of the song that you're listening to. And it's classic 2D Super Mario Brothers 1 gameplay. And that's how – and they're hidden throughout all the kingdoms. And they're a lot of fun. And they're, 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 they serve as another example or another way to collect more and more moons. Um, some of the areas that you're going to find, some of the kingdoms that you're going to find is the Sand Kingdom. That's one of the first ones that you go to. Uh, a great theme. There's characters everywhere. Um, the next one is the lake theme. So you can obviously be swimming in this area. Uh, uh, very pretty. There's wooded. Wooded was the, the, the best looking that I saw so far. I was just so shocked to see Mario look so good um, in this new HD era. I mean, yeah, the other games on Wii U were in 3D, but the graphics were a little bit more simplistic. This actually looks like a like a, a current generation game mm-hmm. on a Nintendo console, which is awesome. Uh, one of the most uh, one of the most air one of the most areas uh, an area that's been uh, hugely put out in the press is the metro area, and that is okay. Mario jumping around in in a real city, a cityscape, and and the people look like real pip people as opposed to Mario who looks like little Super Mario. Huh. Uh, there's a snow kingdom, there's a seaside kingdom. So just like all the other Mario games, there's a huge variety to uh, the different worlds and the different levels that you're going to see. Okay. Uh, the gameplay, it's it's still very Mario 64, except this time lives are gone. Um, you basically have infinite lives. Uh, you collect coins as you go throughout the game as you would in any other Mario game. However, this time Whenever you die, after you get hit three times, uh, all you do is lose 10 coins. And I've never gotten to the point where I have lost more lives than I have coins. So you just die, you lose 10 coins, and you, you keep on going on your merry way. Uh, there's triple jump is back. Wall jump is back. You know, ha, hoo, hoo, hoo. Uh, the, the, the ducking down and doing the backflip to get to higher areas is back. But the new mechanic this time is throwing your hat cappy. Uh, he can Cappy can be used as an extra platform, so you can throw him in front of you, jump onto Cappy, and then uh, jump off of him, so you can use him as a platform. He can yeah. also be used to attack enemies, so instead of just jumping on enemies, you can throw Cappy. Hmm. And he's also used Like to, odd job. Yes, and you can also use him to capture enemies. So an example of some of the enemies that you can capture, um, Bullet Bill is one. We all know Bullet Bill. He's been around since the original uh, NES adventure. What you do is you throw your hat at Bullet Bill, and you can use him to fly across large gaps, uh, solve puzzles that way, uh, collect moons that way. There's one that was really fun that I found is a tank. And you throw the cap onto the tank, and you have – you're driving around in a tank, but you also have the, the cannon in front of you, and you can move it, and you can use it to shoot enemies. You can use it to take out bricks and uh, solve puzzles that way. Uh, there's a cheap cheap. It's a fish in the water, so obviously when you're swimming, you uh, you know you have oxygen to worry about, but if you throw your hat onto a cheap cheap, 
you can turn into a fish and you can swim at your leisure. And one of the coolest ones and one that we've also seen a ton in the press is the T-Rex. He is right at the beginning of the game. They want to show you that this is a different type of Mario. They want to show you that you're going to see new things that you haven't seen in typical Mario games. And I, it was a T-Rex sleeping and I thought, what the hell? I didn't know. So I threw a cap on him and all of a sudden I'm this huge T-Rex and you can use him to crash through unbreakable boulders and solve puzzles in that area as well. There are 52 capturable targets. So it, it adds a ton of variety, like I said, to the gameplay. Um, it adds it, it, it's, makes it so that there's tons of different puzzles in each one of the kingdoms. Um, a fun thing to do inside of each of the kingdoms are there are stores where you can purchase items. So in every single region or in every single kingdom, there are purple region coins that you can collect. I think if you collect all of them, you will get a, um, a moon, but you can also use it to purchase new outfits for Mario. So in the sand one, you get like uh, a hat and a, and a coat and he looks like one of the three amigos. And in another, in the, in the, um, does Cappy turn into a sombrero? Yes, yes, oh, exactly. Okay. And then in the water one, you can Cappy can turn into um, a snorkel, uh, a snorkel, and you can okay. get like water shorts on and stuff. And, and it's different themes throughout um, throughout the game uh, based on what level you're in. I don't I don't think it adds any perks to it whatsoever, but it's just a fun little mini game that you can do, and it adds variety to the gameplay. And then there's global yellow coins, and you can use that too. Obviously, it's in place of your lives. Uh, bosses act just like in, uh, they do in a lot of the other 3d Mario games. Uh, you're first going to be hunting this members of the brutal gang that's spelled B R O O D A L gang. Uh, the boss fights, they're fun. Um, but they're, they're not much different from any of the other Mario games that you're going to play. They're very much the land on a monster's head three times, you know, figure out what the pattern is. Um, a lot of the bosses that I fought so far have to do with Cappy. So you basically have to wait to find out whatever the boss's tell is, throw your cap at whatever it's whatever its hat is, or and uh, that's how you beat the boss. Okay. Um, there's also kingdom bosses as well, as opposed to the uh, brutal bosses. And just like in Mario 64, Bowser's going to show up a couple uh, times. Um, after a very about three kingdoms or so, you'll have a big fight with Bowser, and uh, it's pretty cool as well. Uh, there's some extras in the game. Obviously, you have a camera mode. So as you're walking around, you can take pictures of the beautiful scenery. And there's even an edit mode where you can put on different filters on the pictures that you've taken. There is a shooed, shooed in or shoehorned in shoehorned. co-op mode that I don't even know why they put it in there. You, yeah, second player can control Cappy if he wants to. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, the game is very much a single-player game. It does not make sense that you can be trolling Cappy, but whatnot. It, it, whatever. It doesn't spoil anything, hmm. any of the fun of the game. Um, another complaint that I have is that it's a Nintendo game, so they very much are trying to put motion controls into a game where it doesn't really belong. Um, so, uh, you know, when you throw your cap, you can uh, shake the motion controls or shake the control that you have, and it'll use like a homing in Um so, so the cap will go to uh, that enemy, and it's like a homing device. Now, they, they don't use too much of the of the motion controls in the game, but when they do, it, it just would have made more sense if they would have if they would have assigned that to one of the buttons on the controller because nobody likes the motion controls. Uh, but once again, it is a very few and far between thing, and it, it has not soured my experience with the game. Um, here's the verdict. Uh, like I said, this game has been a huge shot in the arm because. 
I Mario 64 we reviewed, I don't know, a couple months ago. We gave it a 10. It's, it's one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, and then after that was Mario Sunshine. And Mario Sunshine is highly divisive. I did not like it whatsoever. Um, we had the Mario uh, Galaxy games on Wii, which were great. But then during the Wii U era, we got Super Mario 3D World, which was pretty good. But I considered it kind of a side story to these 3D Mario games. And uh, Super Mario, uh, new Super Mario. I mean, are you confused yet? New, a little bit. New Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3D World. I mean, the the branding and the names are so confusing with these games. But uh, the verdict is, is this is just an awesome return to form for Mario. It's an awesome return to form for 3D exploration-based games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a huge smile on my face the whole time playing it. Like I said, I think I've got – I've been like through five or six kingdoms already i've put like seven or eight hours into it and there's just tons of stuff to do the maps are really really big there's there's moons to find everywhere the activities that you have to go through to find the moons don't aren't frustrating they're really well done um the platforming once again feels just absolutely rock solid uh tons of gameplay variety especially with the throwing of the hats and so things are just you, you can expect something different in each level you know, if you just using Mario 64 as an example, it's essentially just a platforming game and the levels change a little bit. But in this, there's just so much variety with throwing the Cappy on guys. And it's it's just a, it's a different game, every single one of the kingdoms. And it's it's really neat to see the presentation, like I said, is awesome. And the sound and the soundtrack is great. It is just a great return to for 3D Mario games and Nintendo. I, I don't know. I, I'm not far enough into the game, and I am not saying this definitively, but this might be one of the best 3D Mario games that they've ever made. You it's, love this game. It is getting. It is getting. I think right now. I don't know if you got Metacritic up or not, but Listen, nobody gets like crap about Metacritic. Nobody comes onto the Yap to hear about Metacritic. A, they want to hear what Chunk's score is. It's getting a lot of tens. Who gives a shit? I'm giving, give it? I am giving it a 9.5. That's what the people come for. Uh, I really, really like it. Um, and like I said, it's you hear just, that Metacritic 9.5 over here at the Yap. I think I think it's like I think it's like a 12 to 15 hour adventure. But if you want to go and find like every thousand moons, like you're going to be spending 20, 30, 40 hours in this game. It is a huge game with tons of things to do. And these moons aren't just like boring, bland collectibles. There's there's something fun to do. And there's fun gameplay mechanics uh, in order to get every single one of them. So it's an excellent return to Mario. I'm giving it a 9.5. It's almost a perfect score. Tony Baloney, that is it for our Mario episode. I want to close on something I found. Yeah, I'm exhausted too, man. What did you find? I found something um, at your house this week. Okay. Um, I, I was, you know... You know, it was like I when I'm always there. Not, a, not like, in that cardboard box in the garage. Yeah. The magazines? So, yeah. Well, I said that I was I, – it was, it was underneath the magazines. And uh. I said, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom, but I was actually just digging around in your stuff. Mm-hmm. I found your old diary from when you were a kid. Oh, really? Did you know that you had this? Uh, yeah, I knew it was underneath my nudie mags in the Do you the, remember writing some of this stuff when you were a kid? This is back in 1990 when you were about eight years old. Very spry, spry, smart little kid. Well, yeah, clearly. Grown up to be a spry, smart old man. You were a what comic did you book find? fan. You were a Ninja Turtles fan. You were well, a sports fan. Who wasn't fan. when they were nine years old? And you did a little light modeling. You did a little, and, and we touched upon all these things in your, but I just want to read a couple uh, excerpts from your diary before we go for the week. Uh, this one's uh, September 29th, 1990. <clears throat> Dear Diary. 
just got done with another amazing photo shoot with the good people at Sears. Wow. I love their new fall line. The earth colors do wonders for my eyes. Mm-hmm. My agent said that they need me to lose another five pounds. Another five pounds? My nickname is Tony freaking Bones for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just have to try and cut out fruit by the foot and gushers, but I am not giving up my ecto cooler. Uh-uh, no way. I guess I shouldn't have to worry much. Uh, they'll never put the stuff I want on my rider to begin with. Anyway, I better get going. I've got to get ready to promote their new jungle gyms. Best regards, T. Now, were you calling Very your... eloquent. <clears throat> were you very articulate. Were you back then when you were eight years old? Uh, my agent was calling me T. Big T. Little T. Just T. Just T. December 15th. Sweet T. <laughs> December 15th, 1990. Dear Diary. I miss modeling. Mom says I need to take a year off to focus on school and just be a regular kid. Mm -hmm. That lady is relentless. I sure hope she's not making a huge mistake for me. Anyway, some of the kids at school found out that I used to be a model, and they've started to bully me pretty bad. Mm. Just what I need, right? First I get a chocolate milk stain on my favorite pants, and now this? Mm. Some of their insults are pretty harsh, too. They call me Model T, like the first Ford automobile ever made, and Poser, because of the way I always had to pose for the camera that loves me. Those are pretty good, actually. Kids can be so cruel. I sure hope this doesn't warp me somehow when I become an adult. Warmest regards, Tony. Or sweet tea. You got one more You got one more one excerpt more? in here. Was this going anywhere, or is this just going to be... You got one more excerpt. <laughs> right, let's, let's hear it. February 14th, 1991, mm-hmm. and then in parentheses it says Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Dear Diary, it's now been five months without modeling, and I feel like I'm in the darkest place I've ever been in my whole life. Man, nine years old here? Eight, yeah. Eight, okay. I don't care about comics anymore, and even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just feel stale to me these days. I mean, how many times can they save New York City from the Foot Clan? It's absurd. Plus, turtles are stupid. Come to think of it, people are stupid too. It's Valentine's Day, and once again, I made a fabulous box and got tons and tons of Valentines from all my classmates, but now what? Am I just supposed to have 24 girlfriends now? I barely even have time for me these days. Mm. I hate people. Come to think of it, I hate everything and probably always will. Screw you and your regards, Tony Baloney. That sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) For a while there, I wasn't sure if you grabbed the wrong diary. Did you grab the wrong? (laughs) But yeah, that the end... Was it? I hate really everybody. Yeah. The, uh, I if hate you want to, we have a new website, uh, www.theafternoonyap.com. Uh, you can email us uh, any any questions you got at afternoonyap at gmail.com. And always follow us at, at afternoon underscore yap. Crush that like button. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, subscribe. Subscribe. Pound that like button. Please give us reviews and tell your friends. It's the only way that we're going to get past 27 downloads per episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't do this much longer. Yeah. Our wives are not going to let us. Yeah, moral implications. It, it pays the pickle, man, but it doesn't pay enough. Uh, <laughs> I never heard that expression. Uh, join us life. next week. We're going to review the new Wolfenstein game, uh, which is getting killer reviews. And uh, our classic game is undecided. Tony Baloney. Yeah. That was a that was a that was a weird one. Bud. That, that was, was a, a weird that was a weird episode. That was a weird episode. Moral implications really phoned it in yeah. <laughs> this week, but that's okay. They don't need you to have a hit. It in. I phoned it in. I was in other places. They don't. Need I was reading hit from every a week. script, and even I was looking at a phone. Wife's coming down mad. Yeah. Dog's coming down mad. Yeah. Uh, it's time to end it for the week. I bud. think it's the good. It's the right thing to do for this episode, just to end it. Yep. Let's put it out of its misery. Yep. Let's try again next week. Come back next week strong and swinging. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you next week, bud. Okay, bye. All right, see ya.